Welcome to the Business in the Front, Party in the Back podcast. podcast. I'm Michelle. And I am Lauren. Welcome to the show. Good to be here, Lauren. Thanks for welcoming me to the show. Or was it listener at home? I'm not sure, but it felt very welcoming. So Both thank of you. you. Thank you. Um, the show today is brought to you by my business, uh, Michelle R. Price, a light worker. I'm on Facebook as Michelle R. Price, a light worker. On Instagram as Michelle R. Price. All our links are in the show notes. So if you ever want to get in touch with Lauren or myself, we do put our links in the show notes. I am a medium. I connect to past over loved ones. I'm also mentors. We help people develop their gifts, discover their gifts, and uh, teach Reiki. I'm a Reiki master, and I also read Oracle cards and those sorts of things. I do a lot of Facebook Lives and some joint Facebook Lives and things like that. So if you want to get uh, a bit of insight or guidance and you don't want to spend a whole heap of dollars, um, you can log on and they're totally free. So Michelle Price, the light worker on Facebook on. Have you ever thought of doing a whole promo thing like I see dead people or have, um, has that been, is that like a copyrighted phrase? I would say that'd be copyrighted. Yeah. yeah. I would say so. Yeah. Can they do that? I imagine they would. Yeah. Yeah. I would imagine they would from like a song. Movie. Yeah. 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 yeah, I, would imagine. yeah. I imagine I'm probably getting in a bit of trouble. I'm sure you wouldn't be the only medium who's thought of that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so today, Lauren, what's, uh, what's happening? What are, we, what are we talking about? Today we are talking about spending time with ourselves. And I know that sounds like maybe a boring subject, but one of the things that um, sort of inspired me to talk about this is that there was a time when I was a bit uncomfortable to just spend time with myself. And I think that a lot of people have probably related or can relate to that subject. So I think that often what we do is we actually feel space in our lives, um, with things, with people, with distractions to really avoid hanging out with ourselves. And what we end up doing is we actually miss opportunities to cultivate self-awareness, self-love. And I think really to listen to the messages, our heart whispers. And when I say, listen to the messages, our heart whispers, it sounds sort of vague, I guess. I mean, spirit, because that's the way that I think. I know that's also in line with what you think, but I think that when we um, take time to actually be with ourselves, we get to listen to our own inner truth and what we really desire. And, you know, sometimes we're faced with decisions, you know, do you want to go left? Do you want to go right? And we don't always know the answer, but if we take time to create space in our lives to get to know ourselves a little bit more, those answers actually do come more freely and we're able to be more decisive about decisions that support us. So I thought today we would talk about, you know, that subject. Brilliant. I love that. I'm uh, very excited and looking forward to sharing. So we do like to talk about how we've been getting on, what we've learned, you know, big takeaways from the week and stuff like that. Has there been anything going on like that with you this week? Um, I guess I don't have, you know, too much to report. I, I've been working on the business. Uh, I think that, you know, when you're building a business, some people build the business quickly. I feel like, Michelle, you've been able to build your business quickly and some people build it uh, maybe a little bit slower. And uh, I feel that, you know, I'm building my business probably a little bit slower than I would like. However, it's my own damn fault because I'm doing um, many things <laughs> at one time. Uh, whereas if I chose one thing and worked at it very, very hard, I'd probably be pushing that along further instead of doing little bits and pieces here and there, which I don't always uh, actually encourage people to do. I think they should go in on one thing. Um, anyway, but that's okay. Cause I'm making, I'm sticking with my own choice. And, uh, as you know, I'm open to pivoting and 
and seeing what's working for me and not working for me. One example of that is the Raw Raw podcast that I have. There was a time there where I thought I always needed to have a guest every week, right? And so I actually had, you know, three to five interviews a week for ages. And that on top of the work I was doing, my other podcasts, this podcast, all that sort of stuff, it started actually causing me stress and I didn't want it keep interviewing all these people because I was tired. Yeah. And so then I realized that, wait a minute, I actually have a lot of insight and information and awareness that I can actually share. So I adapted the podcast so that I have a lot of my own episodes. And then every so often I have a guest. So I don't actually worry about that podcast at all because I just know that well, if I don't have anything planned, I'll just do something that I'm thinking about or that I've learned or whatever. And so, uh, yeah, so I guess I'm just trying to say that, you know, I'm, I'm always focused on my bigger vision. I know all good is coming to me and I'm just, um, enjoying the journey and I'm keeping with flow. So we, we both know that as soon as things aren't flowing easily, that we need to kind of step back and go, wait a minute, what's maybe not right here and then adjust and pivot. Mm. Um, the other thing is like, I have the last few days I actually have been feeling sick. Really? Um, yeah. So I even stayed in bed till 10 yesterday, which is not my normal thing. Just had like a really bad headache and my stomach has really been bothering me. So last night when I went to bed and, um, I was inspired to do this by in two ways. One, I was reminded by one of my guests on the afterlight, her name is Suzanne Giesman and she's a channel and really interesting episode. And she told, she was like, you know, if we said, why do I have itchy skin or whatever? And we actually took time out to listen to our truth. We would actually get the answer, mm. which is really like in line with our episode today. And so I thought about that. Then I also thought about this awesome book. It's called the power of your subconscious mind by Joseph Murphy. And I'm just showing Michelle here, but at the back of the book, I have so oh, many that. pages and references. Like I probably have over 30 of, um, and my whole book is highlighted and written in. It's an amazing book. One of the things that he recommends that you do is you actually task your subconscious with a job when you go to bed. So if you need an answer to something or a resolution or anything like that, right? So last night when I went to bed, I was like, why am I feeling so sick? You know, I was just trying to get in, get clear with that. And when I woke up this morning, the answer was green peppers. So I thought that was funny. And um, to make a long story short, because this is becoming boring now. I, That's not boring um, at all, green peppers. You got my oh. attention. Okay. Well, yeah. a couple of days ago, I ate like almost an entire big green pepper for lunch. And a couple hours later, I, my stomach, I started feeling so sick. And That'd make it quite um, acidy. It'd be a bit acidy, wouldn't it? I don't know. I've never really thought. Actually, let me go back. Part of the so chili I chili. had green peppers a couple months ago as well. Yep. And I noticed there was something wrong, like a tingling in my mouth, or I had some kind of indicator. Wait a minute. I think there's something that's not right here. But then, Michelle, I forgot about it. And so I went and bought them again. Because it was just, oh, they're on sale. They looked beautiful, blah, blah, yeah, blah. I liked, I liked them, right? Yeah. So I ate them a couple of days ago. And so I started feeling so sick in my stomach. And then, um, you know, that whole day and night went on. And then the next day I ate green pepper again. 
And so that was Wednesday night and this is Friday morning. We're recording this. So I, yeah, still feel really actually very sick. Um, and I'm, I woke up and it was, I got the message. It was like green green pepper. pepper. So yeah. So I think I'm just dealing with like maybe a food intolerance from Mm -hmm. that. Um, so hopefully it'll pass by tomorrow. I know sometimes it can take like two days or something. Get through your system. Yeah. 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 And in moderation, um, I mean, it's not cutting them out entirely because you love them, but, um, yeah, in moderation. Oh no, I think I need to cut them out entirely. Yeah. I think I need to cut them out. Yeah. 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 That's a lot. Because I just have no desire to feel like this again. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but that's why I can eat red ones. They're yeah. fine. Oh yeah, right. Wow. Okay. So it must be different. Uh, something slightly different. Yeah, I did uh-huh. Google it, and it was like for some people, green peppers are really hard to digest. Wow. Red ones are easier because they've taken longer to ripen. Aha. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. So okay. I don't know if it's that. Um, yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. So, you know, it's the whole, like, I'm not letting my mind run away with me, although I'm all over at WebMD at the moment, of course. (laughs) But at the same time, I know my inner truth and that was, that's the answer. Mm. And so I just need to know that, well, Wednesday night, it's been just, you know, probably, I don't know how long it's been, 24 hours, over 24 hours. So 48 hours probably makes a bit of sense that it would take a little bit of time, mm. but it's, I just thought, wow, what an interesting, perfect example of, um, that really works for this episode as well, which mm. is I asked the question and then I took the time to answer and listen or to listen to the mm. answer. And so, yeah, I thought that was really helpful. And, um, Yeah. So it kind of comes back to taking time to be with ourselves. If I hadn't thought about asking my subconscious for an answer, I I might still be wondering, "Hmm." what is going on here? (laughs) What is going on? Yeah. Yes. Anyway, what about you, sister? That's a great example. I see you have, oh, you like that? Yeah. I see you have the word unicorn in uh, in your show notes, which I'm very intrigued about. Very interesting. Um, I just wanted to say on what you were talking about there, I talk to people a lot about this and I do it myself is I set an intention. I do the same as that. I, I didn't know it was in a book, but um, I often will ask a question before I go to sleep and want to get some guidance around that in my dream, you know, usually around my dreaming. And in the morning, I'll, I'll set yeah. that intention for the day, which will be joy, happiness, sunshine, whatever it is. I'll try and set the intention for that day. So I'll just think of a word, you know, something really simple um, and set an intention. But yeah, I use my dreams as guides. So uh, quite often I'll sleep with a crystal in my hand. There's uh, a bunch of different crystals, which are great for that. And um, go to sleep with that in my hand. And then often my dream will give me the answer. So yeah, it is a very, very good tip. And I love that, Lauren. Thank you for mentioning but that. But you also listen to it. That's mm-hmm. the thing. Yeah. Yeah. Which is yeah. You got to, yeah. you got to do that. And there has been a lot of listening going on as we've been sort of talking about. Um, one of the biggest things I think I've learned is I've been seeing an acupuncturist and she's been uh, talking to me a lot about, you know, maybe not running seven days a week and stuff like that. And, and, you know, it's interesting because I really enjoy running. I get a lot of adrenaline. I get a bit of a buzz out of it. But I did wake up on the weekend feeling just really heavy. You know, I woke up just feeling really like heavy, you know, on the bed. And I just thought, you know, like I really want to get up, but I just don't feel like I can go and do that. You know, I just felt heavy. That's the best way I can describe it. And I was just saying to Lauren off air before we started the show today, that even this morning, you know, I went to bed early. I made the conscious decision to go to bed earlier. And I have been sort of up working really late and trying to get mentorship happening earlier and blah, 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 and all this stuff. And uh, I made the decision to go to bed earlier, got up earlier, went and did yoga, 
went for a casual stroll with my dog. Normally I'm pulling her around the block. Come on, hurry up. And it just felt really nice when I got a casual chai latte on almond milk. Casual chai, chai yeah. latte. And oh, I got a casual chai latte. Yeah, here I am with my latte lady sipping away. Here we are. So yeah, it just felt really nice and relaxed. And, you know, I noticed the butterflies and noticed the bees and noticed the, you know, flowers, whatever it is. And I just feel a lot more conscious. And when I went to my acupuncturist after doing a week of kind of really no running, I think I might've run once maybe, but I've been doing a lot more sort of beach walks. So as I was saying to Lauren, I was walking along the beach a lot with my dog, Sissy loves it. So that's just been really nice talking to people, saying hi, sitting in the water for a bit. It's just different. And when I went to my acupuncturist, she couldn't believe it. She was like, this is, this is a crazy turnaround. You know, she's been seeing me for like, oh, two months and it's just been constantly her trying to bring me back into balance all the time. And it's, it's just amazing, like the turnaround. And I felt so good, you know, going to bed earlier and getting up earlier. It just really was, was What time great. did you go to bed? Like 10. So normally I'm in bed, like, you know, sometimes 11.30, quarter to 12, midnight. So What yeah. time do you normally get up? Uh, like 7, 7.30. So I don't get a full eight hours or anything normally. So... Yeah. That's yeah. late. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I like to watch paranormal shows, which is terrible. But um that's what I do. <laughs> or you like to watch the housewives of whatever. Area. No, not well, sometimes at the gym, sometimes, uh, not all the time. But uh yeah, it just felt really good doing that. And it was like a decision, you know, a conscious sort of decision to do that and, and go to bed a little bit earlier and just get up a bit earlier and yeah, it just feels great. Like doing the beach walks is awesome. So and I also made that decision to delay mentorship. You know, I was sort of rushing to get it done for this week. You know, I was going to start this week, group mentorship. And I just sort of had this moment where I was like, why am I doing this? You know, who am I doing this for? And I realized I was doing it for the other people, not myself. And I think that's when you have to make that decision and that call and just say, look, you know, this isn't going to work for me. I'm going to delay it by a week. Let's start at the beginning of March, you know, March 1, great. Uh, and let's, you know, get that done. So I just feel like that was a really good decision. And it made me feel relaxed as soon as I'd done it. I was worried and stressed and anxious before I did it. But once I'd done it, everyone was like, yeah, that's fine. That's no problem. So it did feel good to do that. So that was one really big thing. And I just feel, yeah, a lot less anxious, to be honest, uh, sitting here talking to you today. So definitely a good decision. So I guess my feeling out of that is for everyone to do their thing, you know, to listen to your body, don't do things out of obligation, say no. Yeah, it's really important. You know what, Michelle, you know what I've been doing lately, which I don't think I told you? is I've been doing a lot of coloring in. Oh, So yeah. I got... Um, One of the adult I got, books, coloring Yeah, in. the ad adult yeah. books, they're like mandalas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> I I've really got like the mandalas because I need sort of bigger shapes because yep. I can't do the intricate stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and I got, uh, just on eBay, I got a whole bunch. I've got about 80 different colors. Yeah, wow. And I just actually sometimes sit in bed in color mm. and it's been such a self self-soothing kind of thing that even if I want to watch a bit of TV, I don't watch a lot of TV, but sometimes I'll have it on and I'll be coloring. Um, so I don't know if that's something that you're into trying, but I think you might find a lot of just, I don't know. I think you, you might love it. It's mm. no, so I've wonderful. I've got one of those books. Yeah. Yeah. And I've got my little, um, you have some I nice sketch. markers. Yeah. Yeah. I sketch. I do. That's my butterfly with shoes. Oh, <laughs> So Love that went on my Facebook page. If the listener at home isn't able to see what I'm showing Lauren, um, that's my butterfly with shoes. I drew that kind of for Jason. Well, they can't see it, of, Michelle. It's a podcast. Yeah, I do a lot of sketching. 
Yeah, I love it. And I've got the other column yeah. book as well. But I actually find knitting. I do knitting and I find oh, knitting quite hypnotic. Yeah, knitting. I would knit with my mum a bit and she's got a little craft group that I sometimes go along to. So I find knitting the same. Like sitting in front of the TV and knitting is quite hypnotic because uh, you really mm. get into the rhythm because you know what you're doing. You don't have to think about it. So yeah, no, they're really good tips. Now the unicorn, Lauren, do you want to hear about the unicorn story? So oh, yeah, always want to. I, yes, uh, my joint Facebook Live, my last one. Oh my God, I tell you. Um, if listener at home hasn't been on my page and liked my page, you definitely want to get in there and watch this video. Fast forward a little bit though, because the, the sound is terrible at the beginning and people couldn't really hear me. They could hear Becca, but my sound was doing something funny. And so was uh, Beth, one of the other girls that we do these joint live readings with. So this is just like a regular Facebook Live, you know, cards, blah, blah, blah. Uh, but I do it with, you know, the three of us and uh, Beth came on. Her sound was so bad. We couldn't hear a thing. Anyway, uh, we were telling her that and we're like, if you've got headphones, if you've got headphones, because I ran and got mine from the dining room and came back and put mine in and it was better. But she's like, no, I don't have any. Anyway, it was so funny, Lauren. She pulls out this card and I don't know what deck it was, but it actually had wood, wood on it, like wood, wood, you know, that sort of sound. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, she pulled it out and had that on it. And we're like, oh, that's interesting. Anyway, she's there going, like that's all we could hear. And we're just going, Be- Becca and I are like, what? And everyone at home, I'm sure was like, what? Like turning their volume up, couldn't hear a thing. And then she got to the bit about the card and she's like, what? What? And that's all we could hear. It was so funny. It was like, what? What? And we're like, oh my god, that's hilarious. And we're going, Beth, Beth. All we could hear was what? What? We couldn't hear anything else. That was so funny. Anyway, she's like, oh, hang on. And she's like, ducks out of the room, comes back, and she's got these unicorn headphones on. So I'll show you the photo. It was so funny. Her daughter, her nine, seven-year-old daughter, has unicorn headphones. So she, I think she was delaying because she didn't want to have to do it, but she was like, all right, if the sound is that bad, I have to duck out and get these headphones. Anyway, this is what she came back with on her head. Oh, that is hilarious. (laughs) So it's actually unicorn heads on each ear jutting out of each ear. And they're big. They're really big. That is hilarious. And then Becca drew a card for her and look at what was on the card. A unicorn. Yes. Oh my God. Yes. Becca's like, I want to draw a card for you. And it's okay. It's okay to be different. Was there- <laughs> <laughs> There's a thing on it. It's okay to be different. We're like, oh, that's too good. So I took another photo. I'm like, take another photo. Oh that my is God. too good. It was so funny. And then Deborah logged on. Deborah's one of our mutual friends. And she goes, oh, my daughter loves your headphones. She's got the same ones and she's nine. And like, oh, it was so funny. Everyone's like sending us little unicorns in all the comments. And like, we just laughed. And I mean, the sound was not great. And also her daughter broke the speaker. So the speaker was like, <laughs> mm. so once she got the headphones on, the sound was a bit better. But every time she was talking, she was being very animated. So she was like, dee, 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 and moving around. Oh, that would have been speakers, difficult. Like, <laughs> yeah. Oh, mate, I'll tell you what. But you know what? It was um, it was major technical issues and glitches and all this stuff. We laughed our guts out, and so did everyone at home. And I just felt like everyone needed it. There was a lot of heaviness, a lot of relationship stuff, a lot of you know things going on. And I just feel like like we got so many positive messages and feedback, and like just thank you for the laugh. You know, thank you for giving us a laugh. Um, and there was like team unicorn, you know, she's got a support team now. It was awesome. And Beth actually wrote, Becca put a post on um, Instagram with Beth's little headphones and Beth wrote on there going, why won't anyone take me seriously? And she posted a photo of herself with them on and we're like, Oh, 
(laughs) That's so funny. I love that so much. And you know what? I mean, when you're doing the kind of work you're doing, laughter is actually the highest vibration of connecting the spirit. So I'm sure Mm. you would have even been more accurate than yeah Yeah, the vibration and also one thing like if I could just take the learning the lesson out of this for our listener at home if you are ever doing anything live if you're ever recording anything Mm. you need headphones yeah you need headphones because the speaker is trying to pick up all the sound around you so if you have anything distracting or whatever and you have multiple people doing that the sound's going to be shit so Mm. always have your headphones on. Yeah. We told her to go and get some from 7-Eleven. So I think based on that experience, she's uh, definitely heading out to get her headphones sorted. (laughs) That's hilarious. I love that. All right, let's get to the show. So are you happy to get to the show? Yes. That was very forceful though. It was like, so come on, like what's going on here? It sounded very serious. Yes. I guess it was like, there was a pause there and I thought, okay, let's get to the show because I know the time and I know you probably have an appointment. Yeah. Okay. All right. So basically one of the reasons why, um, I kind of talked about it at the beginning of the show, I guess, but one of the reasons why we chose the theme today is because I've been working with people who have had a difficult time with creating time for themselves. And I'm pretty sure this is a theme that Michelle would also see in a lot of the work that she's doing. So when we talk about spending time with ourselves, we, I actually mean doing that without distractions. I mean, actually doing that by just being where you are. And at the end of the episode, I'm going to give some tips and tricks on how you can be in the present moment, because that's what it's really a lot about. Often we find that, you know, we are busy all the time. If you are a parent or if you run a business or whatever, chances are you're actually giving to a lot of people all of the time. You're, you're maybe trying to do things for others. You're helping others. You're, you know, problem solving. You're doing all of this stuff. And very often these are things that are outside of you, right? So a lot of our episodes that we do have do talk a lot about the importance of self-care and this subject really is in line with that. But one of the reasons why I guess I wanted to narrow it down to talking about spending time with ourselves is because it's not always the way that we frame self-care. Sometimes we, when we talk about self-care, we're like, oh, make sure you you know, go get your hair done or get a facial or do whatever. Yeah. But what we're also saying is spending time getting to know who you are. And when you get to know who you are, you get to understand a bit more about how you react to things, your own likes and your own dislikes. Maybe something that you thought you've liked for a long time, you actually no longer like. Maybe, you know, you eat a food like a green pepper and one day you realize that it actually doesn't sit well with you anymore, that there's a, a reaction in your mouth, like itchy or some kind of thing that's off. But if you're not where you are paying attention to that, you could, know, you could miss it. And I clearly have missed it. Eating that green pepper the other day, obviously I was doing that unconsciously because I wasn't paying attention to the way that it was reacting to me. Otherwise, I would have caught it a lot sooner than eating an entire green pepper or nearly an entire thing. So when we actually get quiet and we spend time with ourselves, we get to know ourselves better. And when we get to know ourselves better, we get to make decisions that support who we are and where we're going and growing. And so that's what today is all about. And that's kind of the motivator is to just kind of let you know that spending time with yourself doesn't have to be scary. It doesn't have to be 
anxiety written. And if you're anything like me, and I'm going to share my story in a few minutes, it's something that you can learn to to appreciate and learn to feel comfortable with. Well said, Lauren. I love that. Um, I'm just writing down that. It's a good quote. Spending time with yourself doesn't have to be scary. And I, I do think that there is some fear for a lot of people here because people do tend to fill up their days and weeks with stuff. And it's almost like a bit of an escape, a bit of an avoidance, really. So I think that's really well said. So I just wanted to write that little uh, quote down so we can use it in socials later. I think for me, a lot of it's been about having like not a realistic view of myself when we distract ourselves. And for me, I used to like to really be very busy. And even even up until very recently, I, I feel like I've got to fill the space, fill the space, fill the space. And that's been what one of the things I've been focusing on when I've been self-employed is not having to do that, like feeling like I have to do that, you know, being able to be okay with being able to go out for a walk during the day, you know, if I don't have a client or something like that. But, you know, what I wanted to say was a little bit around, I guess, my perspective and how it's changed as I've grown is many of our listeners at home, I'm sure, have, you know, teenage children and stuff like that. And when I was growing up, I just always saw myself as being, you know, quite large, you know, overweight. I was very muscular, very athletic. I was always a roller skater. So I had very muscular legs. So I looked a bit different to the other girls. And I always just felt like a bit like, yeah, bigger, I guess. I couldn't wear the same pants or skirts and stuff like that. So, but my legs were very muscular, but for me, it just felt different. You know, I just felt different. So uh, when I looked at photographs, I'd always be like, oh, you know, I'm so big and huge and all this. And now I look back and I'm just like, my God, I was so tiny. But like at the time, and I think this is all perspective at the time, it just, I just knew I was different to the other girls. I knew my body sort of shape was different. You know what I mean? So I think now that I get older, now that I'm older, I just feel like I don't need that approval so much a lot of the time when you're young you just want to sort of fit in and be normal instead of blend um but now I want to stand out now I want to be someone who does stand out from the crowd because you know I'm a business owner so I want to you know draw people in Uh, I don't want to be a a wallflower or whatever that saying is so now I sort of look at myself and it's like um you know I enjoy my own time and I never, I don't think when I was younger, I ever really could have done that. I always had to be around people. Like I always had to be with people. I always had to be at parties, gatherings, you know, and I still love that. But I also like my own time because I think during the workday, I'm talking to giving a lot of myself, talking to a lot of people. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. So now that I'm doing that for a living, I'm working from home, I kind of like to go away and like watch my little paranormal show or do something on my own, mm. you know, or meditate. I'm doing a lot more meditating. So I'm okay you know, in the silence, yeah. I was just going to say, like, in relation to your body, if you think about your body as a house, if you're mm-hmm. uncomfortable being in your house yeah, for whatever reason, yet you're going to want to leave your house. Yeah. So that makes sense that if you're not comfortable with your body and your skin and who you are, you're trying to escape that you would it. want to do anything that you can to avoid that. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And that's true. Very good point. Um, and that was, that was my point. So, um, did you want to continue that thought or have you got something else you wanted to? Yeah, no. Um, I guess, yeah, I, I think that, you know, we both have talked about our body image issues on this show many times. And I think, you know, one of the cool things about getting older, wiser, obviously more beautiful, like you and I have done, um, you know, that we have more compassion Mm. for ourselves and you know there's that whole thing where it's like you know your body is where you live you know and i think that 
Yeah, it is. And, you know, I know we've got a show coming up in the future where we're going to be talking about the things that we've done to nurture our body and what the foods we eat and things like that to kind of support ourselves, not green pepper, obviously. (laughs) Um, You know, that's kind of in the future. But, you know, I know that a lot of the shows that we've had do talk a lot about nurturing ourselves and being clear on the the messages that we are telling ourselves, you know. Um, So if what we're saying is triggering for you, you know, maybe go back and have a listen to our episode on affirmations or Mm. listen to our episode on good enough because, you know, these are things that over time we train ourselves basically to be comfortable in our own skin. It's very rare that I'm sure that somebody would wake up one day and feel fine in their body. Whereas the day before they didn't normally Mm. it's a gradual thing. um, And it's just, you make it a priority. You set that intention. Mm. So for this episode, I guess what I want the listener at home to think about is, are you somebody who always needs to have music on? Do you need to always have the TV on? Do you need to have something distracting you while you're doing something like cooking? Um, If you have a challenge with being in the moment and being with yourself, you know, are you doing something all the time to kind of stop that from happening? So one of the biggest examples that I can say is that I actually used to have a difficult time. I think I mentioned this on the show before, but I didn't like to go hang out the laundry Because when I was hanging out the laundry, I was lost in my thoughts. And because I was addicted to thinking, I was identifying with my thoughts all the time. And I forgot that my thoughts aren't who I am. My thoughts are just thoughts. They're just thoughts. They're from the day. They're from whatever. They're not who I actually am. And so when I was hanging out my laundry, it was as though I was incapable of stopping them And so I would need to come up with ways of distracting myself. So I don't know if I would sing or I would have music on or I would do anything like that. But I do remember clearly not wanting to go hang up the laundry because of the time that that was giving me to be with myself. I work with somebody um, and she actually sits on her break and does nothing for 30 minutes. Like she just sits there and just looks around and just sits with her thoughts and stuff like that. And I thought, wow, you must be very comfortable. I did ask her, do you have a phone? She has a phone. She likes reading. She enjoys podcasts, but she takes that time to just be where she is. And I just thought that was so cool. Mm -hmm. And it's not often something that many people do. I mean, when we look around, how often do we see people just sit there on their own? Um, I know that when I'm out for dinner with my partner and let's say he gets up to go do something, often people will go to their phone right away. I actually make a concerted effort to just sit and be where I am and not to do that. Um, What that does is it makes me available to the, to where I am. What it does is when he comes back to the table, I'm not in the middle of something that I now need to focus on. I just am where I am and I'm comfortable with that. And so in a minute, I'm going to give um, the listener at home some tips and tricks as well on, you know, ways to kind of get out of our head, because I believe that when we hide or run away from spending time with ourselves, when we're projecting that other people need us, and we're projecting that we need to be doing all of these other things, it's because we don't want to be alone with our thoughts. And so if we understand that our thoughts are just thoughts and we know how to calm them down so that we don't have so many or we don't have so many thoughts that are maybe destructive or distracting, taking us away from the now, that we'll actually find that we're more comfortable to be where we are. Mm. 
Yes. Yeah. That just a continuation of that thought too. When we do that, when we feel like, oh, everyone needs us, I can't survive without us. A lot of that's ego as well. So when I was going through that process, I was talking about with the mentorship and wanting to rush it and all that stuff. It's like, oh, well, I have to do that, you know, because, you know, I'm important and all this stuff. So some of that is also ego. And when you let go of the ego, it's like, oh, okay, well, you know, if people drop out because I delayed it by a week, so be it, you know? So it's, a lot of that is just kind of letting go. I did also want to say with the silence, Laura, it's very interesting being someone who is gifted and who's sensitive um, growing up. And I actually come across this a lot when I meet my uh, clients as well. Feeling the silence can also be to either stop the, um, the awareness that spirits around. So it's interesting with the radio because when I was growing up, I always had to have a radio on because I didn't want to hear because I used to hear songs, voices, you know, all sorts of things when I was growing up from spirit. And I didn't want to hear that because I couldn't go to sleep and it's hard to switch it off when you're young and you're very open. So when I'm meeting with clients now, mentorship or otherwise, a lot of the time they say to me, Michelle, I can't sleep without a radio on. I've got to silence the noise. And so I still hear that from a lot of people. So it's interesting mm. that feeling the silence can be, there can be that as well. You know, there's sometimes another reason. Um, but it was also a little scary when I was growing up because my radio would sometimes change channels and, you know, do funny things. And I was <laughs> like, oh, it's a bit scary. Um, so yeah, that's another reason that sometimes we do try to feel, you know, the silence. What, when we say silence, you know, perceived silence. Um, but yeah, that just reminded me of that. Now, um, I did, as I said, you know, want to fill the silence a lot with, with noise. So it was the radio, you know, I could not sleep without the radio on, had to have that on. And I used to have it on pretty much everywhere, the car, you know, wherever it went, there was always music playing. And, you know, I remember a few of my friends saying to me, gosh, Michelle, you know, you always have to kind of fill the silence. You know, whenever there was sort of a gap in conversation, I would have to make a remark or a noise or a sound or something. And I was watching this, uh, what was it? Single Wives, I think it is. Single Wives. It was hosted by Fifi Box. And I was just watching it. It was on uh, Netflix, on Catch Up on the, at the gym. And there was a woman there who, whenever the other person, so she was learning how to date again because she'd been divorced. And whenever the gentleman she was speaking to, there was a pause. She's like, yes, yes, okay, yes. So it was like this constant. Oh, that makes me crazy. When yeah. People do that. And it's cringeworthy when you're listening to it because yeah. the, the guy is this dating expert. He's watching them on a video with Fifi and she's like, yep, uh-huh, yep, uh-huh, yep, uh-huh, like just all the way through it. And he came out and he said to her, and she wasn't even aware she was doing it. And then he was, while he was telling her, like, this is what you're doing, she's going, yep, uh-huh, yep, uh-huh, yep, uh -huh. like the whole time, like the whole time. And then she's like, oh, oh, am I doing it now? Am I doing it now? Like it was just completely unaware. And unaware. Like, I used to be, yeah, that person as well. So when you become a journalist, you can't do that anymore. You can't speak because you need the audio. So you have to be dead silent. So you actually learn to stop doing it. But it's manifested with me of like nodding. So now I nod. But a lot of journalists do. I've noticed a lot of other journalists do the same thing because we're kind of, you know, listening and listening and taking it in. And I find the nodding, I don't know what it is, but I noticed a lot of journalists do it. Instead You're of, encouraging the person to go on though, Michelle. Yeah, I guess so. But it's yeah. kind of, yeah, manifested as the nodding, I guess, instead of the okay. But yeah, it's really annoying. Like when you listen to other people do it. But what I found when I was young and when I first started my first radio gig, I was 23. Well, not young. I was older than most people, but 23 and it was in the uh, 1999, so before the noughties. And 
there was a guy there who used to meditate a lot. He was one of the announcers and he and I used to go for walks and he used to spend a weekend in silence in his house doing nothing and not talking to anyone a week in silence weekend. So he would go like, if you had to go to the shop, you might say yes, hello or something, you know, to be polite. But he would pretty much largely spend his entire weekend on his own in his house in silence and he fasted a lot. And it terrified me. I was like, what is wrong with you? What is that about? I had no clue what this person was on about. But then we started hanging out a lot and we'd go on walks. We went bushwalking. We did like a moonlight walk. And um, I'll use this example. I don't know if I've told this before, but uh, one night we're walking along and I was like filling every gap with silence and with noise, every silence with noise. And I'm just like talking and talking and talking. Anyway, walking along and I got to this little creek and I was like, whoa, you know, this creek, it's like a creek and it's wet and it's water. I'm in my shoes. What? Oh my God, what's going to happen? I wore shoes and I've got socks on. Rah. Anyway, he's like kind of jumped across and he's put his hand out and sort of half dragged me and I've like got one of my socks wet, whatever. Kept going. And then we got to the end and I, he said to me, you know, what if we walk back in silence? How would that make you feel? And I went, I was really offended. I'm like, are you telling me to shut up? Like, are you telling me to be quiet? Like, what is this? And I was a bit offended. Anyway, he said, I noticed that it might be an interesting experiment. Just see what happens, you know? And I'm like, righto. And he was very wise. We're still in touch. Very wise man. Anyway, we walked back and I was like, I kept wanting to speak and I didn't realize how much I was speaking. It was like, every time I went to do it, I'm like, oh, I can't speak. And I became really conscious of it, how much I wanted to talk, you know? And then I became aware of my thoughts and I'm like, well, that's a bit negative. And that's a bit negative. Oh, I'm thinking a lot of negative things. So all the way back, I became really, really conscious. And then I started to notice the noises and the owls hooting and the whatever, you know, all the different wildlife and the crickets and the this and that. And then I looked at the moon. I'm like, my God, the moon. And I couldn't comment. And I'm like, ooh, in my head, you know, the moon. Ooh, look at this. Anyway, we got back to that creek and I immediately had a negative thought. I can't do this. I can't do this. I can't do this. And then I was like, I can't say it. I can't tell anyone. Oh, okay, I'll just go across. So I leapt across, no problem. I didn't need his hand. He put his hand out, didn't need it, off I went. And he was like, wow. And I was like, wow. You know, that was that was probably the most pivotal moment of my life, I would say to this point. And it was wow. just a real opener. And I believe strongly that that got me back on track to being the spiritual person that I am today. Just from having that silence. Wow. Yeah, that was that's profound. total goosebumps. Was I feel that in my body. Yeah. That is so profound. And you know what? When you were speaking, um, I am going to talk about Eckhart Tolle in this episode because it is bloody important and he yeah. changed my entire life. So when you talk about things like that, it's like for me, I was, I was reminded of his teaching where he was basically saying that we have this innate need to label everything. Yeah. And that's exactly what you were doing there. You're like the water, it's wet. The trees are yeah. green. Da, 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 yes. da. Like the moon, it's, it's out. The sky exactly. is high. You know? Yes. There's rocks <laughs> and, underfoot. Yes. It was commenting on everything. Yeah. Exactly. Labeling and identifying everything. And it's yeah. so fascinating that we very often can just take in a scene without going, that's a tree, that's green, that's da-da-da, da-da-da. But once you learn that you're doing it, then you can learn to stop doing it. And yeah. it creates this entire different world. And sometimes I feel like maybe I'm boring in a way because I'm happy to just be, and I don't always desire a lot mm. because I am trained myself to be comfortable where I am. It doesn't mean that I don't have goals that I'm wanting to achieve and whatnot, but it means that I work hard at just being and accepting the moment where I'm at. Mm. Um, yeah, which is a totally different subject, I suppose, but yeah, I was I really fascinated I'm... by that. 
yeah, I don't know that I'd label that boring because that's kind of, uh, that has negative connotations for me, but I would say, you know, you're just comfortable in your own skin, you know, comfortable in silence, comfortable in your own skin. I definitely would never call you boring. Um, but I did want to just comment there because with that, with that realization for me, what just kind of popped in as I was saying that, and as I was listening to you speak is that I was telling someone the other day about my stuttering and what occurred to me, because I grew up stuttering for the listener at home who doesn't know that I grew up with a stutter. But what I believe started that, and I've never really connected the dots until sort of the other day I was talking to someone and I went, oh, I think that's what did it. I used to have the teachers writing on my report card all the time. Michelle's a chatterbox. Michelle won't shut up. Michelle's always talking. And when I was in class, I'd always get singled out because I got the loud voice. So the teacher would always single me out over everyone else. And I was like, but everyone else is doing this, but it doesn't matter. The teacher doesn't listen. They just say, well, I can hear you. You need to shut up. You need to be quiet. You need to be quiet. You need to be quiet. Now, if you tell someone that enough, then every time they go to speak, they hesitate. So every time I went to speak, I felt like I was going to get into trouble. So then we developed that hesitation and that's the stutter. And it only just really clicked in the other day for me because I remember being told to shut up so often. Even my husband, my husband silences me all the time because he thinks I talk too loudly when we're walking the dog around the block, you know, at nighttime. So he still does it now, but I still feel like that was, that was something, you know, and, and it really is emotional, I think, for a lot of the kids who stutter. But I feel like it was almost like going back completely the other way. As I was thinking about that walk with, you know, Matt in the moonlight, I was just thinking, I feel like I went kind of completely the other way. I went from years of just really not talking, like not talking a lot, to talking way too much. So I feel like I kind of came out, you know, of that phase and was like, all right, I don't have teachers telling me to shut up anymore, all of that. And then I just went into overdrive. So it almost went, because that was before radio, like that was my first radio gig, but it almost went completely the other way. And now I feel like I've come back into kind of some semblance of balance where I don't feel like I've got to fill gaps and stuff like that. But I still have a loud voice, um, much to my husband's dismay. But yeah, it's too. interesting when you connect to the dots. You talked about that actually in the last episode. Yeah. Yeah, where you made that, I think, connection. Yeah, yeah. yeah so it's, only a it's funny. Discovery. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's interesting, isn't it? Where you're like, wait a minute, that's why that happened. <laughs> yeah, I love that story. So um, Brian Tracy is one of the um, business gurus that I just think is like the best, and I'm pretty sure it was Brian in one of his books or audio or something that he was talking about how he actually drives with nothing on in the car. Mm. like no just silence or it could have been Wayne Dyer it could have been one of one of the other but I think it was Brian Tracy I'm gonna go with yeah I I feel like they're great and he was talking about like the conversations that you end up having with the people in the car when there's no silence or when there's just silence on you know your children talk to you about things they wouldn't have normally brought up um your spouse does you know you kind of just create um almost like a safe area for these conversations to happen as opposed to just constantly feeling the silence. And for me, I find that and I've talked about it before. Sometimes if, if I'm trying to find an answer to something that I can just go for a drive and I'll talk out loud and then I'll sit and I'll listen and I always get the answer. And it's because I'm not surrounding myself by all these distractions. I'm actually just where I am waiting and open to listening to this, to the answer. And so I think that when we learn to spend time with ourselves, you know, it's critical that we find those opportunities where we can develop those, that relationship with ourselves. And so, you know, if sometimes someone, 
listening at home is like, but I have five kids and I have a husband and I have a full-time job and da, da, da. Okay, that's fine. But don't take your phone into the bathroom with you. Yeah. It's habits, isn't it? Yeah. When you're having a shower, you know, focus on the water coming out of the spout. Maybe put a color on the water, like white, beautiful white light. Just imagine that coming in out of your shower into you, like just doing those small little things that just help you to be where you are, that anchor you to this spot where you are right now. That's actually where you can cultivate and grow in your self-awareness and understand a little bit more about who you are. Those, Mm -hmm. just those small little decisions. Mm. So the other things too, is that there's some tips that I got from Eckhart Tolle's teachings, which I'd like to share now with our listener at home. So Um, One of the obvious ones is coming back to your breath. So, you know, when you're having a lot of thoughts, come back, take a nice big breath in and out. I like to go through my nose, out through my mouth. That's good. I know on one of our past episodes, Michelle and Lynn talked about doing that four times to Mm. kind of have a cleansing cleansing breath. So that's always a way. If your mind is too heavy, come back to your breath. Another way that you could do it is you could imagine, visualize that the back of your head is empty and all your thoughts are falling out of it. (laughs) So if you have too many thoughts, just imagine them slowly falling out of your head. And sometimes that's really helpful. Mm -hmm. Um, Focusing on nature or something that's alive, but maybe just stillness is really helpful. Um, like beautiful plant or a flower, maybe have a flower on your desk in your office. I've got a plant on my office. Um, You can always just look at something that's not moving. You can look at at a beautiful chair or a rock or anything that's just not moving and just feel and connect to that stillness. And then the other thing that you could do is you can just, you know, Think to yourself, and this is a little bit more advanced, um, and if this doesn't make sense to you, that's okay. But Michelle said you know, that there was a time where when she was being quiet, she started becoming aware of the thoughts she was thinking. So when you can actually think to yourself, okay, what will my next thought be? And you stop and you wait to watch the thought. When I do that, I actually notice I have a thought and then while I'm going, all right, I'm going to wait and see what the next thought is. There's a gap of total space, Mm. total and complete space and complete silence. And so when we get clear that we're thinking thoughts and then we can get clear that we can watch the thoughts actually come. When we go, I'm going to watch and wait for my next thought. And you don't, try to put a thought in there. You actually just almost sit back like you're in the driver's seat and you're watching your thoughts come and go. When you do that, you're actually creating those moments of stillness to come in. And the more often that we can invite stillness into our lives, the more comfortable we will get with stillness and the more comfortable we will get with being with who we are in ourselves, in our own skin. Yeah. So those are some really good, helpful tips. One thing that I will recommend is choose the one that seemed the most connected to you and work on that one. It's very often where it's like, these are five techniques you can do to quiet your mind. I don't know which one to choose. And then they wrap a roll around in our mind and then we forget them all because Mm -hmm. there's too many things to, to remember, right? So 
Was there one that connected with you? If you can't remember, rewind. Listen to me explain them again. Choose the one that feels right to you and practice inviting that into your life. Mm -hmm. Don't forget that whenever in doubt, go for a drive with nothing on the radio. That's a really great way to just get started. Mm, I love that. Really good tips. Yeah, I really like that quote. The more we can get comfortable with the silence, the more we'll be able to embrace stillness or something along those lines. I really like that. Yeah, really like Thank that. You. I was going to say just in line with what you were saying about the shower and the white light and stuff like that, I teach that a mentorship a little bit along those, something along those lines. And once I taught that, one of my clients, uh, who's a good friend of mine, Deborah, she actually admitted she channels in the shower now. So she actually gets messages. So if she's asking for, you know, her saying before, you ask a question before you go to sleep and ask your consciousness or subconscious, um, she will actually do that in the shower and she gets all the answers. It's like the answers are coming out through the water spout. So she always says that. She's always channeling in there. I got the answer to this. I got the answer to that. Oh, she's in the shower. So I just, that was uh, really fabulous. And that's... I mean, Michelle, how many people silence. have said that before? Where mm. they're like, I went in the shower and I shower. got this great idea. Yeah. It's like, oh, yeah, because you're cleansing all the shit from your day out. Yeah. Or you're cleansing and, and getting ready. And then boom, new ideas come yeah. in. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah, a so great a place for inspiration. Yeah. And it's often the only place, you know, depending if you've got children or not, but it's often the only place where you're alone too is uh, when you're in the shower or on the toilet toilet might be another one so I've yeah. uh I was just going to say I've also noticed a lot of my friends and clients sort of filling their day and we did speak about this sort of earlier but it's just interesting watching over the years you know my friends sort of learn and develop and grow along with myself but a lot of us just feel that need to fill every moment you know day week year with stuff so and it's it's I think before COVID Again, I think a lot of that comes down to ego. It's like, oh, I'm so busy. I've got a wedding and I've got a 40th birthday and I've got a this and I've got a that. And it's a little ego, you know? It's like if, if you say to someone, oh, what'd you do on the weekend? Nothing. You're like, what? What do you mean you did nothing? What do you got planned for the weekend? Nothing. Huh? You know what I mean? It's like, oh, like I've got this and I've got friends to see and I've got to go to this place and this person and I'm so popular. It's, a lot of it's ego, you know? What's wrong with saying, like, I don't actually have anything on. I don't have any plans. You know what I mean? Um, you can still make plans. I mean, obviously, when you're in the moment, you might go out and get an acai bowl or go for a walk up a mountain or something. But in that moment, you're like... Have a casual chai, you know? Casual chai, here we are. But like in that moment, it's okay to say... I think, you know, I don't actually have any plans. I'm just going to see what unfolds. You know what I mean? And I think yeah. that is growing and that is, you know, not ego. And that is, you know, because I remember one friend in particular who's in a very, very happy sort of long-term relationship now. For years, she was like, Michelle, you know, I just want to meet someone and I can't meet anyone. And, you know, it was even hard for me to catch up with this woman. Like we were always trying to arrange catch-ups and there was a group of us. And so we'd all get together and she could never be there. She could never make it because she always had too many things on and she was just chock-a-block, like chock-a-block. And she kept saying, I want to meet this person. I want to meet this. And I'm like, you haven't, when have you made time? When have you got time? Because she was meeting some guys, but then she was too busy to go on dates with them. Like she'd meet people and then couldn't actually go on a date because she had too many things on. I'm like, you need to clear some space. What ended up happening is she went overseas and she met a guy while she was traveling because she was creating the space to do the travels. And she met that person and then they are now together and they're long-term, you know, in a relationship. So the universe found a way for her to meet this person, but it just wasn't going to happen here in her regular lifestyle because she just had to fill every gap, you know? And it's so interesting because you can sort of see very clearly from the outside what's going on there. 
But then I was kind of doing the same thing too. So I always look at that as a mirror. So I was trying to use that for myself. So I was watching her going, she's never going to meet this person. I was there heading into my, I think it was early thirties or something when I was having this realization and I'm like, I need to make some changes too, you know? So I do look at others as a mirror and I've always tried to do that because it just, it ends up being a blocker. You know, that thing that we're doing, it just prevents us from actually realizing our true potential. It can prevent us from maybe receiving that amazing job offer. You know, if we're just running around like headless chooks and not living in the present, you know, because we don't notice signs as much when we're doing that. So I just thought that was uh, quite a good example. That's and Laura, so have a couple of tools to improve your life. Did you want me to get into those? Do you have any other points yeah. you sort of make? No. Yeah. Um, so a couple of tools, and this is just very brief because we'll get into the party element and talk a bit more. But I just felt with this one is what I'm trying to, to do in between readings is just to go outside, be in the garden. And what we're talking about with Lynn, you know, standing on the grass, breathing four times, you know, just mm. standing on the grass for at least five minutes, bare feet. And just being in the garden and it's so beautiful at the back. My husband spent a lot of time weeding and tidying it up and making it look beautiful. And my clients sometimes will sit out there when they're waiting for me or I'll do Reiki and we'll sit out the back and have lunch out there and stuff. So we, we do take a lot of pride in our garden and it's nice to admire that and watch all the butterflies. There's so many butterflies. I don't know if they're the same up far north where you are, but all these yeah, butterflies and dragonflies so and baby dragonflies, it's amazing. So I just think five minutes, you know, if you don't have a lot of time and people always say, I don't have time, I don't have time. Sometimes we have to make time. If you can't make five minutes up in your day, there's something going on. Like if you can't take five minutes, yeah. we need to make some changes here. So yeah. that's all it takes, you know, to really ground, connect to Mother Earth, five minutes on the grass. You don't have to be a, a woo-woo. You don't have to be anything, you know, crazy out there, spiritual or whatever. It's just literally sitting on the grass for five minutes. You've done your thing, you know, just being conscious, just being focused and aware. And, uh, and that's your, that's your practice. It's like a prayer, you know, and I just really try to get out there and do that as much as possible. And it makes a huge difference. I really feel that connection. So I just wanted to share that with the listener at home. Now, Lauren, it is time for the party element and this week. Mm. Yes. Well, I will say I, um, just in terms of tools to improve your life, I will recommend that you read the power of now. So, um, for me, it came at a time when I was, I feel like I was trapped in my own head. I was overthinking. I was trying to find what the root causes of, you know, challenges I was having. And I just, I overwhelmed myself to the point where I thought I was going to have a breakdown, honestly. And I found that book. I had it still somehow. I don't even ever remember buying it. Let's go figure. And I started reading The Power of Now and it changed my entire life. And for four years, that's all I did. I didn't get into spirituality. I just, I read that and then I read A New Earth. And then I discovered that mm. Oprah and Eckhart did a whole series on YouTube called A New Earth, um, which they now have as a podcast. So I it's it. amazing. Yeah. And one thing I will say as well is if The Power of Now, if you start to read it, because when you read this book and you understand it, you get kind of like preachy about it. And I know you might feel like that for me, but because you just know that this will just help so many people, you want everyone to read it, but not everyone is at the stage where they need it or they connect to it. So for me, I took three different times to read that book and it never connected with me until the third time where I went, wow, this is all I've ever needed in my life. <laughs> 
So to have that kind of reaction to something that I had tried before, it's so interesting in my development and just the stages of me going from ready to not ready. So if you do decide to pick up the book and you start reading it and you go, I just don't get it. That's happened to a lot of people I've given the book to, by the way. Um, that's cool. I would recommend you don't get rid of that. Hold on to that book because there might be this one time where you go, wait a minute, I'm in my mind too much. I'm going to have a breakdown. Just get into it and see what happens. Um, yeah, so that's for me. It's just, it's a life-changing book for me and it's helped me to enjoy where I am in this moment. And that's changed my entire life. And so I only wish that for, for you as well at home. Okay, so getting into the party element. So this episode, this section of the episode is brought to you by Raw Raw Consulting. That's my business by my free masterclass. So if you are wanting to reduce your work hours by half, then this is the free masterclass for you. Now, Michelle did talk about it. If you don't have five minutes, then you really need to take a look at, you know, what's going on. Well, guess what? I'm going to help you stop overextending yourself without being racked with guilt. I'm going to help you to create some space to stay on task. So if you can get more done in a shorter period of time, what does that mean? It means you free up extra time. I'm going to teach you to start saying no to requests that don't serve you. And I'm going to show you the secret to unlocking. I'm going to unlock the secret rather to reducing your work hours by half without playing catch up on the weekend. So the link is in the show notes. Grab your ticket to the free masterclass and I look forward to seeing you there. All right, so let's get into the party element. So basically the party element today, and I know that this is kind of, I feel it's the episode, it's the section of the episode that is often not really party-ish necessarily, but sometimes a party doesn't need to be a party with pom-poms and champagne. It can be something that's a little bit simple. So I would actually like you to find that five minutes that Michelle was talking about and to spend five minutes today not doing anything at all. And if you need to have an alarm on your phone, that's fine. At least you know it will go off when five minutes is done. So you don't need to keep checking it and going, is five minutes done yet, right? Sit for five and just look at something not moving, look at nature, go for a drive with no music on, and just be where you are, getting to know yourself again. The other thing that I will say is that um, I believe that when we are too much in our minds, that's where we want to distract ourselves with things around us, distractions around us. And so if we can actually look at our grounding as well, so our grounding is essentially coming back into our body. Um, for me, I, I don't have a lot of, sorry, I want to rephrase that. I'm creating opportunities to feel more in my body all the time. And I notice a big difference when I'm in my body and actually feel in my body versus when I'm kind of hovering above and in my head. It's a really big sort of difference in feeling. It's like when I'm on in my body, I actually feel solid and I can feel my feet on the ground. Whereas most of the time I'm, I don't feel that way. I'm a bit above in my head. So the crystal hematite is actually a really good crystal for, for grounding. And, um, I recently purchased the book. It's called the crystal Bible. It's by Judy Hall. And it is an amazing book. Michelle's nodding her agreeance here. 
it's an amazing book. And one of the things that hematite does is it actually helps with grounding, dissolving negativity. It helps to remove self-limitations, and it also helps you with expansion. Mm. So if you're looking for a crystal that might assist you, um, maybe go check out Hematite and see whether or not it connects to you. If it doesn't, that's cool. There are a lot of other ones you can use instead. But uh, I just felt called today to talk about Hematite. Mm, Hematite I own, and I've got that book as well. I didn't realize I was on silence. He couldn't hear me, but I've got the same book. It's amazing. Um, Hematite's also really good for protection because it reflects, because it's a mirror. So it actually reflects back other people's stuff. So when I'm talking about bubbling and protecting, I'll often talk about people putting up a silver bubble uh, because the silver is like a mirror. So I use Hematite as an example because it's very visual um, and it's like this, like this, like a mirror. So it does uh, also act as a bit of a protection. Uh, one of the things that I just wanted to say there, and that's a really good recommendation, because there's a bunch of other ones, you know, the Shungites, Tourmaline, Subsidians are all very good at reflecting back energy and stuff like that. But hematites before what we're talking about today. One of the things I did want to suggest, and it doesn't have to be automatic writing, but just writing. And I feel like instead of speaking all the time, you know, if you've got the time, you know, five minutes, maybe just writing down, you know, your thoughts in that moment, stuff like that, and trying to, what Lauren did before was very good. And, and this is what I do a lot of when I'm looking at someone walking past and I'm like, Ooh, what's going on there? You know, like that skirts a little, you know, how are we doing? How are we doing there? And I try to pull myself up and I'm just like, blessings in light, blessings in light, blessings in light. Every time I, I'm a little judgy. So what I feel like might be good if we have that time, five minutes or whatever we're doing out the back, you know, the garden with the grass feet on the grass is maybe we take some time just to write some thoughts down. So it may be goals for the day. It may be something of our bucket list. It may be just, I'm feeling sad, maybe whatever it is. And then, you know, if it is something, you know, like that, I'm sad or I'm down or I'm anxious or whatever it is, then trying to turn that around and maybe have some affirmations come out of that. So something positive, a mantra. So when I'm listening to people and I'm uh, reading for clients and things like that, I listen, I'm very auditory. So when they're saying things to me, I'm like, Ooh, alarm bells. And I'll write down that alarm bells, mm, write down yeah. that. And then I'll say it as, a, as they're speaking, I'm turning it around and I'm like, this is what you're saying now. This is what you're saying now. So I'm turning it around for them. But you can do that for yourself. You know, if you head out the back and you're like, oh, I feel like this and I feel like that and, and it's a bit negative, try to find the opposite of that. So try to, you know, turn that around. The other thing that I recommend is automatic writing. And some of my clients do this already, but I do talk to people a lot about it. And that's how I started out. If you want the answer to questions, I, you know, as well as a shower, I write it on a piece of paper. And I wait for that inner knowing to drop in. And it's a little on the lines of conversations with God, Neil Donald Walsh, if you have or haven't read that before. So automatic writing is really powerful and it's something that you can do when you create the space. It's not something you can do when the TV's on, the kids are shouting, they want dinner, the husband's coming home from work, you can't do it. It's when you've got the space, there's no one around and you're just, you know, focusing on your inner knowing, your clear cognizance. Uh, dropping in and then you write down the answers. And so if you want answers to questions, that's another way of getting it, but you can only do it with the silence. You can't do it when everything's going on. So I just thought that was yeah, another really good it. recommendation. And I, I live by that. I do that. So that is uh, something that's very personal to me. So I love that. And yeah. I will say as well, Michelle, just to cut you off for a sec, sorry, um, that, you know, I did talk about it last time, I think on the last show, but I have an episode on the Rob Rob podcast and it's called how to change your mindset. And it's only about 20 minutes. And what's interesting is that in that episode, I get you to do an actual exercise like Michelle was talking about replacing the thoughts. But in that episode, I also say something and then I go, wait a minute. And I rephrase it. So you can see me live doing it. Cause when we're aware 
I did it just now talking, right? Where I was explaining how it could be challenging to be, you know, in my body. I rephrased that in a way that I, that I didn't want that to be my truth. So exactly what Michelle was saying, it's like when we get clear on what we're telling ourselves, we're actually in the driver's seat to change that. And guess what? You know, I think that sometimes people go, oh, I wish I'd been doing this till now. Like think of all the time I've wasted or whatever. Well, it's cool. Just do it now. And then you don't have to worry about it again. You know, you work on it. You, you know, um, what is it? Practice makes progress. And so, yeah, don't beat yourself up for, for being anywhere, but where you are now, mm. because where you are now is perfect. And if you listen to the episode up to this point, then you're good. Yeah. That's what I think. Yeah. No, it's you're awesome. Good. Positive. Very, very positive. And we are uh, a work in progress. You know, we're work in progress. I never feel like we're perfect. I never feel like we've done everything we need to do. We're just sort of doing it, doing the best we can with the knowledge we have at the time. And hopefully we're gaining yeah. a little bit more knowledge as we go along. And that's what the idea of our podcast is. And Lauren, next time we communicate with each other, we will be talking about <laughs> news and social media. I know that was very formal. Discussion. We might communicate before that, but okay. Media. Yes, um, it's very formal. So I just thought that was, was quite interesting with what's going on with our Facebook feeds and, you know, news feeds and what what is appearing and what's not appearing. And because I'm friends with a lot of journalists still, we've been having a lot of very heated discussions about this and we feel very passionately about this and, and everyone will be aware of Scott Morrison or most people will be aware of Scott Morrison's uh, feedback on Facebook or his statement on Facebook about Australia being unfriended. So it's just a very interesting debate. And with our background in media, I just thought it might be something interesting to touch on sort of briefly, but more talking around, yeah. talking around that point. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah. I like it a lot. It's yeah. good. It's a, we haven't really talked about social media actually on the show very much. Yeah. So, yeah. So I think it'll be an interesting conversation. And Laura and I do get together and brainstorm. We've got some really great talk topics coming up. But of course, if you are listening and you do have an idea, please share it. You know, we're just two gals doing our thing, made redundant. Here we are, you know, almost a year later. It's going to be almost a year. Um, when's this show? When's this episode? Let me just have a look here, Lauren, in our show notes here. March. This is actually going to air very close to when we were made redundant. We were made redundant on March 30th. So that is... March 30th is our anniversary. It is. I feel like we should get together are we yeah. recording that day? This what day one, is that? Yeah, it'll be the following episode. So the next episode, which will be the social media debate, will be airing on the 26th of March. So very, very close to the day we're made redundant. So that is uh, that is really cool. How's that? Bringing media back. I in. think it's good. You know what we should do, Michelle? Let's have a special anniversary Facebook Live on uh, March 30th. Yes. And let's, let's go live that. on March 30th. Yeah. And then um, in the morning, uh, we'll fit it in. Yep. You and I can work on that. Um, yep. Yeah. And let's just talk about, you know, that experience. And, and you're on. Let's get some pom-pom. I'll get my pom-poms. Let's get something to celebrate. Let's have like um, our orange juice in a champagne and let's make it a party. Yeah, I'm telling all the secrets right now. Yeah. But let's celebrate the day we were made free from the corporation. Yeah. So I love that, girl. Let's good, um, rock it. Very fitting episode. Isn't that funny how that's worked out? I love that. So let's do our uh, beautiful Facebook Live. We'll be at March 30. So we'll uh, promote all of that on social so everyone knows when that's yeah. happening. And that has been, Lauren, the Business in the Front. Party in the Back Podcast. Podcast. If you loved what you heard today, 
then please tell everyone, share it with everyone because we, as we said, just love doing this. You know, we don't have to, but we just really enjoy getting together and having a chat. And we thought, well, why not share it with the world? Why not? And Lauren, if people at home weren't super over the moon about our podcast today, what should they do? They should just... Um listen to another episode i know i keep saying that's the answer but it's true they're all so different and awesome yeah yeah so takeaways there is like so if this episode if you listened up till now though anyway you're like michelle aren't you you stay in the movie theater until the very end even though you don't like the movie (laughs) exactly that is me i'm there well try another movie from the same director you could be impressed that's it you never know thank you for listening Yes, thank you for listening. We appreciate your time.